0: That's joinMIDI.com.
1: Good afternoon. I'm glad you decided to tune into the Jones Educational Podcast today, where being a good steward with your money is how you win when it seems like you are losing. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jones Education and on Twitter at Jones Education. And this show is now on Twitter at Retirement Exit. Under the Retirement Exit series today, we will look at addressing the elephant in the room, the retirement shortfall. As always, we will end the show with a homework assignment that will help you win when it just seems like you are losing.
0: This podcast is brought to you by MyRetirementExit.com, home of the Retirement Readiness Report Card.
1: Classes in session like thank you all for joining us here today on the podcast Jenny Jones podcast um, my on the my retirement exit series uh, what we'll be covering today is addressing the elephant in the room the retirement shortfall now um, what I like to do is, Everyone knows I always kind of start off a little short story, but this is very brief. I, I promise you, but I, I, it's relevant. I always try to make sure the story is relevant, but I remember when I first met my wife for the first time, um, what well, I don't think she knew she was my wife, but I knew she was my wife when I saw her for the first time. Wow. What a story, but let me move on right to it. Addressing the elephant in the room. At this point, it was all love at first sight. Well, on my part. But if she was telling the story, I'm sure she would uh, say the verdict was still out out on me at that time. Once I passed that fact uh, that I found her exact apartment after knocking on our, um, the door of two other strangers. I am thankful I found her apartment on the third try because it was about 250 apartments in the, uh, in the entire complex. I knocked on the door and walked briskly back to the edge of the stairs she asked you know she said through the door she said uh who is it i said um it's jenny and she said who i said jenny i met you the other day in the parking lot you probably don't remember me but is your name jen she said hold on she comes back to the door about 2 minutes later and open the door she said i kind of remember you what do you want i said uh i went to your church this morning looking for you but i didn't see you she said oh i went to another service instead She didn't tell me to come in and have a seat. I told her, I said, oh, oh, no, no. I would rather sit here on the edge of the stairs and not come in. She said, fine, let me put on some clothes and I will be right back. So I waited, um, you know, about five minutes or so. And then she came back to the door and said, it's going to take me a bit longer to get ready. But you can just come in and have a seat. I reluctantly came in and sat on a couch. We're talking about addressing the elephant in the room. Coming up right after this short break.
0: This podcast is brought to you by MyRetirementExit.com, home of the Retirement Readiness Report Card.
1: All right. Thank you for joining me back here on the My Retirement uh, Exit podcast series. Um, Earlier, just before the break, I was sharing with you about how I met my wife and, um, you know, she had me come in and sit down on the couch um, so she returned from the bedroom. Her hair was no longer. Uh, she had rollers in it and uh, she was eating even better than the first time I had saw her just a day prior. She said, so what is your name again? I said, um, it's Jenny. She said, oh, oh, really? I asked her of, uh, her name was Jen. She said, well, yeah, my coworkers called me Jen, but you can call me Miss Jones until we get to know each other. I said, mm, OK, I think that's neat. She said, what? I said, I think that's neat that your name is Jen Jones. She said, well, that's my name. She said, so I heard you say your name was Jimmy. Um, And she said, so what's your last name? I said, "Uh, well, see, that's why I think it's neat. She said, why is that? I said, well, my name is not Jimmy. It's Jenny. And she said, what? She said, well, that can't be. I said, well, why not? She said, well, that's a lady's name. She said, I invited you into my apartment because you said you went to my church. And we both have mutual friends in the apartment complex that introduced us from afar yesterday. And you begin your conversation with lying to me. I think I should ask you to leave right now. I said, well, no, 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 wait. Um, No, really, my name is Jenny. And in fact, my last name is Jones. She then stood up and she said, what? You need to leave right now. I have to ask you to leave. I said, no, no, no. I stood up. So then I took out my driver's license, and then she slowly sits down. I, after I handed it to her, she sits down on the couch. So then I sat down back on the couch. You know, I figured it was okay if she sat down. I would sit down. And she says, oh, my God, I can't believe this. I said, what, what, what's wrong? I said, that's why I think it's neat. She said it again. Oh, my God. Then we both said together in amazement as we addressed the elephant in the room are we related My wife Jen and I have been happily married for 21 years now but unless we had never addressed the elephant in the room I don't think we would have ever gotten here If you stick around to 6 period or later in the podcast I will tell you if Jen and I are actually related <laughs> that's a story All right so you know working with clients over the years I have learned even in the first meeting with um with them when I meet with them sometimes somebody, sometimes even in the first 15 minutes I always ask the elephant question, the super big audacious questions. As soon as I hear a few red flags, most clients seek me out. They find me, they look me up on Facebook or Twitter or my, um, one of my websites. And they always, they seek me out. And they think I'm some kind of wizard. And they, they think I should be able to answer the following questions as soon as they ask me, can I retire? And I always say, um, though I put myself out there as a retirement professional and expert, i don't I don't even know if you can retire, only you can answer at this point to help you find out you only need two items you don't need me to see if you can retire. You need me to assist you in your decisions more of a coach or an advisor you know making you know making sure that you can because you can't afford to make mistakes at this point. that's really the reason why you need me but all you need is at least a piece of paper and the second item you need is a pencil. That's all you need. Okay. So I did ask the following question. How much have you saved? This is when people come up and they approach me or they seek me out on my website or email. I either get a number larger than the average, which I think is in good sometimes, or I get a smaller uh, than average number. It's smaller than I was like, wow, here's the average, but this is, this is extremely small. Most people are always looking for a magic dollar amount or, you know, an amount of money they should have saved by a certain time. Hey, here's my age. This is how much I have saved. Okay. Or they'll, they'll look for a magic number. Hey, I should be retiring at this age or what age should I be retiring? Okay. Um, and I always say that number will be different for everyone and will depend. I think there was a book out there. that says, what's your number? I can't remember the title. It escapes me right now, but it's, it's no one really knows their number. You have to put in the work. So let's start there. Sometimes I would just give them a, a worksheet to to record the numbers down, put it down in black and white. One thing about numbers, as I've always shared in my accounting classes and workshops, is numbers just don't lie. If you add six plus four, then it's going to equal 10 all day long. That's just the how numbers work. Okay, so I have more people than I say, you know, they say, wow, after putting the numbers down, they say. I may be short and I may not be able to retire. I say, well, that may or may not be true. When I'm working with my clients, I will always try to make it a point to try to help them somewhere, even if it looks like there is no help to be had. In fact, on one of my blogs entitled, Mistakes Were Almost Made, I share a story about a young lady I call, let's just call this young lady Alma. I never share anyone's real name or issues, just so you know. I always ask if, if, if it's okay for me to share lessons and or outcomes of some issues that others uh, have so that I can help and or empower others uh, that who are on that same retirement journey. Uh, listen to my podcast entitled Confessions of an Advisor to get a full understanding of what I mean by helping others. Uh, that's just so you'll understand. So I share in this blog how Alma almost made a mistake planning for retirement. We were trying to find ways to address her retirement shortfall. When you get an opportunity, go to the website under the blogs and uh, look for it and take a look at the strategy we put together for her. I think you'll like it. It's pretty neat. It's pretty creative as well. This particular podcast, I wanted to put this particular podcast together, addressing the elephant in the room, the retirement shortfall. I wanted to put it together because we have a lot of clients and potential clients wondering what they should do because they don't think they have saved enough for retirement. Some are even embarrassed, but my question is to you, once you discover what you perceive to be a shortfall, in most cases, you may have the power to do something about it, but a lot of people, they just wait to the last minute. And so I'll cover that a little bit later, but okay, so let's talk about theory. Okay, in theory or in the classroom training that I've, I've received and or the certifications I have, I've learned that there's probably about six things you need to do To make up a short call. Or there's six things you can do. Some of them are a little bit more technical. Uh, I won't get into those today. Uh, I'll probably put those in some kind of work paper. or Some kind of uh, blog post or something like that. So stay tuned. Make sure you subscribe to those blog posts. Because I'm always putting more technical things in there. That you may want to look at a little bit later. Um, But to make up a short call. I think think you should be encouraged to know. That there is still hope. uh, Once you discover it. Uh, on my blog posts, retirement stakes were almost made that I mentioned earlier. I shared one strategy with Alma. So that leaves about six or six or so strategies left. We have time for about two of them in this segment. So depending how much time you have left to work will depend on which, which ones make sense for you to try or to use for your shortfall. And what I mean by that is uh, how much time do you have left to work? Just, oh, I got five years left. Oh, I got 10 years left. Oh, I got one year left. Okay, some of these, you're not going to be able to use all these strategies if you're down to one year or two years. So the, the more time you have left, the better. You can actually implement most of them with the more time that you have left. Okay, so time, let's put it like this, time and time value of money has always and will always be your best answer to addressing that elephant we call shortfall. Time in the sense that whatever time you have left or saving over said time using time value of money or the amount of money, the amount of time you have for money to work for you will be key. Basically, if you have enough time left, then you can make decisions. If you have enough time left for your money to work, then you will make decisions. So that, that's just kind of what I addressed. That was technical, what I laid out, but that's basically what it is. If you have more time left, great. If you have more time left for your money to work in, or at least run through an investment cycle, or at least five to seven years or so, then you have enough time to make some of these uh, these shortfalls work for you or a benefit to you. So let's say, for example, um, let's say you had two years left to work and you will be receiving a defined benefit plan, something that's already determined for you at your work, some type of pension or, you know, or from your employer, then it would make more sense um, to work more years to add to the retirement payout than to try to save for money. In other words, if they say, oh, well, you can get uh, 3%, you can get 3% if you retire at 50, you know, 52, then they say, well, you can get uh, an additional half percent if you retire at 54, then that would make more sense to do that other two years to get that half a percent. That's just at a high level that that would make more sense. So if you if if your pension is tied to your age or the amount of years, in short, you come out better doing an additional year um, than trying to save an additional year. Um, We can do the math on that. I can show you where it makes more sense. I'd rather receive a stream of payments over a long amount of time versus trying to put together an additional twelve hundred dollars. Uh, for that year a hundred dollars a month and put another twelve hundred dollars to work you don't even have uh enough time to have that twelve hundred dollars work for you in the market so it would make more sense to just do an additional year and i think i kind of shared some of that with alma and uh you'll see the strategy we put together if you take a uh listen to that blog or read that blog okay so the money you think you may put towards your retirement plan it actually works out better eliminating an expense or bill So if you had two years left, you say, hey, you know what? I might as well eliminate a bill, you know, or an expense. You know, my number one rule when I work on retirement plans for people is never going to retirement with credit card debt. (laughs) Yeah, sure you're gonna go in with debt, but one thing is never going with retirement debt. Okay? I explain like this. I mean, debt is debt, and then there's credit card debt. I do not want to get into talking about debt here in this podcast. Just know that credit card debt is the absolute worst debt to have going into a reduced income or retirement distribution phase. So back to my original statement. Most people say, hey, I only have two years left of working. What should I do? I have a shortfall. I'm facing the elephant right now, Mr. Jones. Um, And I want to save an additional extra $50 or $100 a month in my retirement plan to make up for that shortfall. (laughs) Listen, that amount of money will serve you better towards a debt consolidation plan over the short term.
0: Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older. Or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com.
1: You know, over the short amount of time. So if you got a year left before you retire and say you have a a credit card bill, you come out better eliminating that credit card bill in one year, that will save you Way, way more than anything that you can do over that amount of period of time. Okay, so okay, so let's do well. All right, well let's do some simple math. And I don't want to insult your intelligence, but I feel like I should go into this just a little bit more. If credit card debt compounds at an eighteen percent interest rate daily, so you do know the compound, you do know the credit card. That compounds daily every time it's outstanding it adds some interest to the outstanding balance it's crazy 30 days every single day they're adding additional interest to the actual outstanding debt and people say well what's compound you know what's compound interest listen you ever broke your arm ever seen a broken arm that's a compound fracture i mean just broken in two places that's how bad credit card debt is okay that's another story all right but On average, you will never move that balance unless you are paying an amount of at least a monthly payment plus the 18% monthly, okay? That's just to to move it a little bit. You you know, your credit card plan, it has to be a deliberate attempt at reduction. It can't just be, oh, I'm just paying just so they won't uh, send me a bill. It has to be an attempt at a, you know, at a reduction. You cannot play around with credit card debt no other investment and vehicle alive. 401k, IRA, stocks, bonds can generate enough guaranteed returns to cover a credit card debt. Because it's unsecured debt, it will always cost you more because the risks associated with it on behalf of the issuing company. Okay, so the credit card company have nothing they can come and get Okay, they don't want your pair of old wedge heel boots that you bought in the the winter or your golf clubs you have in the garage or in the closet. Listen, another credit card reduction strategy will be to increase the frequency of payments to the credit card company. So what I mean by increase the frequency is so if your plan is to eliminate, if it's truly to eliminate credit card debt that you do not want to see in retirement, then put it in the grinder, literally and figuratively. I created this funny thing. My wife thought I was crazy. I created what we call um, the credit card grinder in Excel. <laughs> I don't think I'm sure to make it public yet. I don't know if I want to share it yet, you know, but if I get enough requests on my Facebook page or emails or one of my workshops, then I may put it out there for download. But I call it the grinder because you increase the payments to cut the interest in half. Okay, so hey, Mr. Credit Card Company, you want me to make a payment every month in between paydays? Imagine that. So I don't know if you got that It's some of the things I share in my workshop, but most credit card bills are due like on a 22nd, 27th, you know, the 11th or they're never due on payday and they're never due every two weeks. They're in, they're due in between paydays. It's funny because I call it the Costco effect. They never have deals on payday. They always have deals in between payday. That's another story. That's part of how do you win when it seems like you're losing Man, I'm kind of getting fired up right now because there's so many things out there doing. You guys just stay tuned. I got a lot of stuff I want to be able to share with you guys. I'm trying to decide if I should save it for the book or should I just start giving it to you guys now? So you guys will let me know that you guys will determine that as you share the podcast with others and the demand increases for it. Okay, so yeah, they want to send you a bill and it says, oh, well, your credit, the minimum due, which is about one or 2% of the balance is due um it's due in between paydays okay well that's what they do you know but how do you win when it seems like you're losing here's how you do that if the payments are due every 30 days then once you put it in your grinder or your debt reduction plan you position yourself to make three payments over the course of 30 days or on every 10th day do that for over a period of time i can assure you you will move that balance Okay. You have to hit it. You have to increase the frequency. That's the secret with credit cards. Okay. Either that or, or buy Visa or MasterCard stock. Okay. That's not an opinion. I was just throwing that out there, but they are very profitable. So look into them if you wanted to, or if that fits you, they, their stock is pretty, pretty good as well. Okay. So I'm moving the debt over, or, you know, you can move it over to a 0% credit card if you did that, that would be genius. If you moved over to a 0% credit card and you made the three payments, you're done. That is probably the best advice I can give you, uh, for any podcast to date. Okay. So, okay. So that, that's just one strategy. (laughs) I, I, I will have to do a podcast for sure. Um, so in summary, remove outstanding expenses prior to retirement starting with credit card debt is one way to reduce retirement shortfall. So that was two strategies right there, but one more golden nugget as we move into six period after this short break.
0: This podcast is brought to you by myretirementexit.com, home of the retirement readiness report card.
1: Okay. Thank you. We're back here on the, my retirement uh, exit podcast, Jones education. Uh, how do you win when it seems like you're losing um, so thank you for joining us back here. So as I mentioned, there's about three strategies left because overall is about six, you know, in theory. Um, so there's about three strategies left. I would be remiss if I did not share with you that five years out from retirement is about the least time you can effectively put any great shortfall plan together. So let me break that down for you. Let me let me break that down so that you understand what I'm saying. If you have at least five years out to retirement, you stand a good chance of executing one or two of the shortfall um, plans. If you have more than that, then great. But if you have less than five, it's going to be tough. And the reason why it's going to be tough is because you're not going to have an opportunity to run through an economic cycle. And what I mean by that is, you know, the stock market and or the contraction and expansion of the economy You're going to need at least a good five to seven years to feel the effects of that. Okay, so, um, you know, on my website right now, there's a guide you can get. It's called the Power of Five Retirement Guide Uh, that gets into great detail. And the reason why five years is the least amount of time you can put in a plan. But again, I gave you one. If you have about two years, then go ahead and eliminate that debt. You remove an expense from you. But five years is really the best time to, to start trying to put in some retirement shortfalls. You have to address the elephant under you in the room. Okay. But for hanging around this long into six period, I would give you two for the price of one. Okay. So here it is. Deferring social security benefits can increase your shortfall as well because you work longer. I mean, because the longer you wait, the better off you are in terms of getting an extra bump in monthly income. I think I I did a I did a blog on that. I talked about how you could make more money um, with your social security benefits. Okay. Or if you take it too early, you actually lose a couple of million dollars. Got to get that. That's on the blog as well. So um, what that basically means is that means you're working longer. So that means you don't have to. Let me give it to you in the best way I can. If you go into retirement, say your life expectancy is, I don't know, 82, 83 or whatever. And say your retirement. You look at the amount of retirement years that you have to make up the shortfall. Let's say it's 25 years. If you just say, hey, I got to make up 25 years of retirement income. If you work an additional five years, guess what? You only have to make up 20 years. Okay, so that's the basics of it. And if you look at Alma's story, you'll find out really the reason why people want to retire is they really hate their jobs. Okay, so. That's a whole nother story, a whole nother podcast for another day, I promise you. Um, So these two strategies just gave you that extra bump if you stayed in additional. And uh, we have some tools here to show how much, uh, what you're afraid of, what's your number. Those are things that we do here that we can actually show you how the bump will be affected if you stayed on for an extra year or two. Okay, so those are things we put in our plans as well. We can show you different scenarios. Okay, so those two strategies, they actually go together. If you work longer, then you can defer applying for, for your Social Security benefits. There's something else I talk about personally where you could, you could uh, draw them and then suspend them. That's a little sophisticated. Um, but that's another story. Don't want to get into that. So listen, today, I've given you a lot of information today. But the most important advice I can share with you right now is you must have a plan. I was speaking with someone the other day. Okay, I was speaking with someone the other day and um, we were looking at their their plan, you know, um, they wanted to finalize a plan. And I was actually impressed with what they were willing to give up going into retirement because you're going to have to sacrifice. If there's a shortfall, you may have to sacrifice as well. But after I delivered a few options to them, their plan included downsizing their current home and moving to a retirement friendly state. Just that simple. They said me forcing them to do the research ahead of time was the best advice that they had heard in a while. They said right there at their kitchen table, if you had not forced us to address the elephant in the room and the brutal facts, we would not have wanted to move and downsize. He said no more stressing about it because we both just faced the brutal facts. We will have enough to move, keep our same comfort of living, and even travel more with the with the additional income. That is crazy. He also said that would have never happened prior to um, my retiring in the next year or so. This is what he said. He said he would have never thought about doing that because they were just so comfortable. He said they had a 30-year mortgage and they had 20 years left on it to pay on it. Okay. No way they were going to work in another 20 years just to pay it off. That brings me to the my golden nugget that I can share with you that I've shared with many while dressing the elephant in the room. You must also face the brutal facts of the elephant once you discover it. I once read this book, it's called Good to Great. And the author, his name was Mr. Jim Collins. Anyway, he tells a story about, um, he calls it the Stockdale paradox. Okay. So if you get an opportunity to look it up, I think even he even have some of his chapters recorded online. If you probably go to his website, I think it's jimcollins.com, but it's called the, the Stockdale paradox. And he tells a story about a military officer by the name of Admiral Jim Stockdale and how he was captured as a prisoner of war for about seven years from 1968 until 1974. He said, when he came out of the prison, Mr. Stockdale said he was stronger than he was before he went in. They asked him, why did he, you feel like you were stronger as a survivor of a prisoner of war? He said, because even though his faith had never wavered that he would someday get out, but while sitting in the prison camp, others would perish or die. Others kept telling themselves that they would be out by Christmas or they would be out by New Year's or you know, they would be out by this special holiday or that special holiday. Or they would be out by Easter. He said they died of a broken heart because all those constraints oppressed them. When those special dates rolled around and they were still there in the camp, it took their depression even lower. (laughs) I think that's what I'm thinking. He said, he goes on to say that he had the faith that facing the brutal facts early about the constraints gave him the strength to make it out. The constraints existed. But there were brutal facts about them that allowed him to not be consumed. In preparing for retirement, you have to address the elephant in the room by facing the brutal facts. If you have a shortfall, you need to address it because time is really all you have left at this point. Most people wake up from a working coma and find out that that they are too short when when it's too late. So guess what they do? They have to take unnecessary risk, which is the worst because risk always costs you more than you want to pay. Once you address the elephant, face the brutal facts. If that elephant is a shortfall, once you discover it, you must take action because time is your friend. Do not wait and run out of time. Address it early. As as Jen and I (laughs) addressed the elephant over the about 22 years ago, we found out that we are in fact not related. She is Jen Jones Jones married to Jenny Jones and we are preparing our retirement exit every day. I'm glad you enjoyed this retirement uh, series today. It was, it meant a lot to me because I shared a lot about uh, things that are happening. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today on the Jones Educational Podcast, where being a good steward is how you win when it seems like you are losing. Looking for more education after the show? Join the discussion about this podcast, tips, discounts, workshops, dates, and more on Facebook at facebook.com slash Jones Education. And you can find us now on facebook.com slash My Retirement Exit. Your homework assignment will be to take out a piece of paper and a pencil and do a quick test on the elephant in the room. Until next time, class is dismissed.